2: Hey, guess who's back? It's oh. the podcast, T Surprise, and we are here kicking off another episode.
1: Yep. By the
0: way, this is your host, Maddie Matt, along with yep,
2: Gabby Gab, and Todd Fox. That's a big, guess who's going to kick off our episode for us today? That would be me. That's right. But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know if you are new to the show where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and. YouTube, just type in Grinding True Crimes, and there you can uh, like our page, leave a comment on our page, subscribe to our page, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And if you want to just listen to us on your podcast stream, just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podbine. And for those listening to us outside of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker. Pocket Cash, and Podchaser. If you like what you hear and you want to support what we do, you can always leave a a donation to us in courtesy of the Grinding True Crime. Just download the app, the uh, Cash App App, and type in dollar sign Grinding True Crimes, or you can also leave a donation via PayPal. That's right. Just type in Grinding True Crimes. And there you can leave a uh, donation through PayPal. Listener's discretion is advised with this one. Um, this is going to be a tough one. If you are screamish or if you're sensitive to certain things, listener discretion is advised. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been like almost a month. It has. It has, it has. been a month.
0: Right, Tom? Yes, it's been about a month, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's been about a month, because I know we did the live a couple of times since then, but for us to get together to record episodes, it's been a while, so we apologize for the delay,
0: but we are back. It was a tough month of May, I sort of got Everything that could go against us went against us, and um, we promised in the new year we were going to be doing more shows, so we haven't been holding our end of the bargain, so Mm-mm. we appreciate the patience. We April. did April. Oh, yeah, it was in, it's been a tough April. May yeah. just started. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think you already have five days before. <laughs> Four yeah, count- days May, by the way.
0: I'm not oh, counting okay. that right now. Wait a minute. For those
2: who are listening, may the fourth be with you. Oh, dear. Dear you God. Know why? To, you know I had to do that, man, as a Star Wars <laughs> oh, fan.
0: God. Look, if you want to piss off a Star Wars fan, just say Captain Kirk was your favorite Jedi. Don't be so disrespectful,
2: man. Okay. That's Star Trek.
0: <laughs> just saying. Just saying. You're very disrespectful. I know. I know. I've been told that a few times. Yes, you are. A few? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Apparently a lot on YouTube. I've been told that a lot on YouTube.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Apparently I'm racist to my own kind. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. On only on YouTube, though. Well, yeah, YouTube <laughs> is some harsh-ass critics. That's all I got to say. But it, you know,
1: hey look, we do our best, Randy does his best. People just got to chill. If they don't like it, they don't like it.
0: Absolutely.
1: They don't got to be jerks.
0: Yeah, just move on if you don't like it. Um, but this one, this one I have to uh to agree with I have to agree. <laughs> Matt, on this one, uh this one's a tough freaking case to listen to again if you're squeamish towards um you know because who isn't but i mean if it it causes you trauma to where you can't listen to children being abused or tortured in any way please do not listen to this one this one will give you nightmares uh it did me and uh you know we're, we're supposedly immune to this stuff but not so much i mean we're only human and some of the stuff that had to go into this case really set me back a little bit so uh i hope if you do stay on for the whole thing, appreciate you. But just letting you know, you don't have to, you know, in the beginning. So um, you've been warned. Yeah, you've been warned. Exactly. Um, we all know about, especially, you know, with Netflix specials and, and things of that nature, documentaries, CPS has been under fire, which is Child Protective Services nationwide, worldwide. For dropping the ball when things happen, Uh, we discussed on here before um, a couple months back, the Hart family, um, Mm -hmm. the uh, two women that adopted all those kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, check out that story. That one's a tough one. Murder, suicide. And then the most famous one from Netflix was Gabriel Fernandez. Um, Mm -hmm. The torture and then what their parents are going through right now. and. The, the father is on death row, which you probably won't be put to death here in California, but he'll just be in there forever. I think the mom got life, and she's been actually abused in prison several times, uh-huh. beat, up, beat up by fellow inmates. So that's a good thing. But uh, none of those things can bring back these families and these kids that had to pay the price, and uh, none of them will return, unfortunately. But uh, this is just another hard one to get through. Um. So, again, I warn any of you that are listening right now, this is a tough one. This is your your spot to, you know. This is like one of those things where it's the last rest stop. You're either getting out right here or you're going along for the ride. So uh, This must
2: be really bad because this oh, is a man. second or third warning.
0: Yeah, yeah. This, in less than two minutes. Let's just say there's not going to be too many jokes in this one, like a lot of people on YouTube have been complaining about, but, but uh, they're not used to our uh, the way we tell stories. We never make fun never. of the, the victims. Let it go, Todd. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I can't be I can't be Elsa right now. So. I like what you did. Yeah. About
1: the Karen's. Go
0: on. Yeah, yeah, I gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. No Karen's. Um this story is about young Adrian Alexander Jones, is who we're gonna talk about today. Mm. Um he was born on May fifth,
1: two thousand eight. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow. So, this is yeah. This this coincides exactly with the date. So, he would have mm-hmm. been he would have been what? Uh, let's see. If he was born, t- my math is slow today. I'm tired. Uh, what
2: he? He, he said 2008.
0: Yeah. So uh, he he have been 16 right now. right? 16, 15, yeah, 16 years old. So he would he would have been in high school by now. Um, he was uh five out of six children born or five out of um. Sorry, he was second out of three children born to Dana Pierce and Michael Jones. Dana Pierce, um, the, the wife uh, of Michael Jones, had three kids prior. So he was technically five out of six, but he was two out of three from his father, Michael Jones. Um, Dana Pierce was a white woman. Michael Jones was a black man. That kind of plays a part in this, but we'll move on from that. Um, the two had three Beautiful biracial kids together She had three white kids prior um, The other like a, other Three siblings Dana Pierce Had with another man obviously uh, So there were six kids under Their care at this point um, You know in, in 2010 uh, the, the couple Had uh, broken up uh, early In 2010 um, In the state of Kansas And uh, in 2010 You know at that time you know, and, and especially even nowadays for a woman to lose parental rights to children is very, very rare. I mean, you literally have to smoke crack in front of the, the judge for him to award or him or her to award the kids to the father, no matter how good or how bad the father is. It's just how, it, yeah, it is just how it is here in America. Um, but despite that, um, she, she, Voluntarily turned over the kids to Michael Jones, despite the judge still wanting the kids to be in her custody. Um And the why grand-
1: didn't even go to court then?
0: Well, because the court was trying to actually get them to have at least split custody, because they had some issues with their divorce, and then also they had also CPS checking in on the kids, and they felt that it was going to be best for both parties to have some control over the kids without having to go to the state. Michael kind of wanted to brush his hands clean of any of the kids. So Dana would retain, retain her three with her mom. Her mom was advocating to bring uh, Michael's kids home as well. But Dana said, no, I don't want those three. I already got my three. Mm.
1: Oh crap. So she didn't want the ones she had with him.
0: Exactly. She wanted cool. them just to go to him
1: wow
0: she's already you know what yeah and it didn't get much better because the more they went into this then that's the reason why cps was involved in the court system too because the six kids all six kids uh, and the only reason why she was able to keep their three is because her previous husband or boyfriend was in jail and that the grandma which was her mother would take uh you know most of the custody or have them at her house Dana at the time her house with um, Michael was filthy and the kids were often neglected and uh, they were be- being hit and they weren't being fed. Uh, most of them were underweight. Ugh. And uh, two of the two of the six children who were a little bit older were uh, out late at night, you know roaming the streets. We're talking after midnight, no parental su- supervision under 10 years old. What? yeah wow the the mere fact that at that point they're still able to hold on to their kids in any capacity is pretty psycho to me. like like come on yeah man. yeah I mean right there I mean right there they've abused every uh, every aspect of of being able to raise a child at that point, right?
1: Yeah like, no, or, that's like definitely uh, a quick uh, take them away kind of situation.
0: Correct, correct. But uh, but yeah, this was this was unfortunately something that uh, would rear its ugly head. CPS is we're already seeing this is like the just the beginning of the story, and they've dropped the ball several times, including the courts and everything else like this. The police did their job as far as getting this stuff to court and you know, investigating, but when it came to child services and the state, they just continued to drop the ball, and that would move us on to our next uh, thing that would just spiral this case even more further into a deeper and darker uh, sadder place, which would be Michael Jones hooking up with a woman, another white woman named Heather. And these two would get, um these two would, would get homes and, you know, cause Michael had a good job. You wonder what he did? Well, he was a Bell's bondsman and he would track down people that didn't pay their bell, you know, sort of like dog, the bounty hunter. And mm-hmm. so he made good money with that. You, you, you get paid a lot for bringing in people that are, uh, you know, that owe money basically mm-hmm. and bringing them back to jail to uh, pay their debt off that way. So he made good money and wherever they moved uh, between Kansas, they kept going from Kansas to Missouri, Missouri to Kansas, and that will play a part later on too. So keep that in mind. They keep moving from state to state back and forth. And each time they do, you know they'll get a either a house for rent most most of the time because they don't do apartments, and he always installs a gang of cameras. So keep that in mind as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so this guy, you know, Michael's a pretty big intimidating guy because for a Bell's bondsman, you can't be a skinny little dude. You have to you have to show some muscle, some grit, and uh, he's a big guy. So if you owe this guy money, you know he's he's about. In his four early or late thirties or whatever, and he's just a intimidating looking dude. So, mm-hmm. um, Heather, Heather would also have uh, three of her ki- three kids of her own at this. Oh point. dear! Yeah, so she's coming in with three more kids. <laughs> he knows how to pick them. He sure does. Um, and they so they total up six, right? So he gets rid of those three and just adds three more to it, and there you go. Okay. So, uh, so it was 2011 and, uh, and one of these, you know, homes that they have, it's in a kind of quiet neighborhood there in Kansas. And, uh, you know, they get a phone call. The police do about a screaming child and an officer comes over there and, uh, you know, and sees that the little boy, which was Adrian from the start, um, he has a uh you know he has a big uh bruise on his face and uh and you know like a little bloody lip or whatever mm. and uh so the police file a report and you know uh what do you think happens after that
1: of Johnson
0: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say
2: a Johnson and then the abuse continues more
0: actually the there there wasn't a Johnson the police mm-hmm. the police took the picture in and took it to CPS now when they did interview Adrian Adrian said that uh that Michael his father smacked him and and hit him over the head a, a few times and uh, the police officer took a report And I guess for whatever reason, whatever protocol was at the time, they decided not to try to take him in. They decided to send it over to CPS, let them deal with it if they were going to remove the child or kids at the time. And well, they didn't do nothing. CPS came out, interviewed, but it was a few days after. And so his wounds had healed and basically i guess they coached adrian at three almost four years old to just retract everything that he said mm. Mm-mm. yeah so little age Ad-
1: do that when the cop already has proof like what
0: yeah yeah exactly and and here's the problem too is we don't know you know dana had neglect the the ex-girlfriend of not feeding the kids and maybe not watching them. Uh, you know, she drank, she smoked, and did drugs. Um, but she never, there was never really any reports of her beating the kids. It was mostly, you know, Michael. However, in this case, Heather would often abuse as well. Uh, she would hit the kids with several objects, broomsticks, whatever she can get her hands on. She even threw glass cups at the kids. What? Yeah, yeah. And um things like taking a knife and scraping upon one's skin. You know, like you know how you know how like you do butter. Yeah, or like say for instance cutters do. You know, you know, people that have that mentality they're they're very stressed out or they're depressed and they cut themselves, like they'll make lines across their skin, Mm -hmm. like their thighs. Um, I hate to say it, but just you know, one of my daughters was a cutter at one point. She went through a pretty depressing time and we had to take her uh to a psychiatrist for that but but that is something that happens to teenagers if they do it upon uh, themselves. but this chick, meaning Heather, would take that knife and would cut the kid in several spots like leaving those lines across either. The arm part or the leg part or the back.
2: Hey man, she gotta go. They all gotta
0: go. This is And just... this
1: abuses is just is it on all six kids or just his kids?
0: No, they were at this time they were mostly on his kids, but her kids did get the wrath. Like if you did something that pissed them off, yes, they would beat you. And they would beat you worse than old school. So the kids were getting abused, but they they had a they had a couple that they originally took their crap out on, but as you'll see moving forward, Adrian would be the prime uh, focus of their attention.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh -uh.
0: Yeah. Um, So this is, this is just the beginning, unfortunately for Adrian Um, DCS finally stepped in and ordered the family to split up. um, And at this point, the problem is that, they made it look good at first and Heather got a place Michael was nowhere close the kids were split too she had hers he had his but they did not take the kids and it was pending to go to court so what they did was they crossed the border into Missouri and they wound up hooking back up together and Kansas City did not know about that so
1: So to them they were split
0: they were split, and then they were also missing appointments, but they were out of state. They didn't know they were over there, and so when you get to Missouri, it's like, well, it's a whole new crew over here. They're not tracking us. We're in another house. They don't know where our new address, so they got back together like nothing happened. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So again, this is the part that's gonna anger you. Uh it's gonna it's gonna keep going like this because Adrian now is the focal point. For whatever reason, like I said, they turned their attention to neglecting him, and it was almost fun for them. So um
2: I'm preparing myself, man.
0: Yeah, you gotta hang on for this one. Um so when they moved to Missouri, several neighbors had called the hotline saying that they could Hear yelling and screaming from the house and kids uh, sounding like kids being hit or abused. Um, They would also go on to say that Heather was uh, selling meth from the house and they also had people that, well, they could smell. I mean, there's a distinct smell of meth. I guess they said that they could also smell in between the homes, people smoking meth. So they were bringing really, really bad people to their, their home in that neighborhood. So, and then there was a report that uh, Adrian would be out in pretty much trash cans looking for food at nighttime. Um, He'd be locked outside as well. Um, He didn't look like he was in good shape. His clothes were battered, sometimes too tight because he was wearing some of his uh, siblings clothes that were smaller than he was or he'd be wearing uh, some of his older uh, siblings clothes that, which were way too big. So this is him in 2013. So he's at five years old outside doing. Oh. This. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, The police came out a couple times, but they were able to put on a, a good face and the Johnsons in Missouri were, were kind of like fooled. And, uh, they didn't have any evidence but they did order cps to come in and handle things well that's when they decided to uh well move out of state again back to kansas oh
2: so, my gosh.
0: so they went back they to kansas. Back? yeah they came back to kansas okay and to get to beat the system uh while he worked and everything heather filed and somehow got it homeschooling for all the kids that were School eligible. That sucks. Yep. That's like the
1: worst. They don't have proof going into school that they're being abused. Although, based on the stories I've seen, even when teachers catch it and, and they're concerned and they report it, they don't do anything.
0: Yep. Now
2: that they're in homeschool, it's been they, worse. They don't even have to come outside at all.
0: Yep. They don't have, and they, they're not seen. And that's what, that's what some of the neighbors say when they're in Kansas. Now, prior to Missouri, I, I forgot to mention the fact that they were investigated again, like I said, by the police. And mm-hmm. young Adrian would say that my dad punches me in the stomach, slaps me in the head, pulls my hair. My mom pulls my ear till it hurts. I get locked in my room and I have no pillow to sleep on at night.
2: I'm sorry if any kid tells me that. I'm pulling them away from that situation. No question of that. Until I determined determine, uh, do an investigation or something like that. Why didn't the police or CPS do anything to remove the kid from the parents?
0: And the five-year-old was told that he has to do push-ups until they tell him to stop.
2: Yeah, see, nah.
0: Nah. And, and again, like you said right now, like even if the kid is making this crap up you still got to investigate you got to i mean you got to put a freaking emergency injunction on there and get your guys out there women out there investigate pull these kids aside you know look for evidence i mean this is just at this point come on there's multiple reports and then and you know not
2: to you know because i work at a school it's we take that stuff serious man so even if there's a hint of abuse even if you feel like it's a tedious thing or you feel like you know people are overreacting you hear any glimpse of possible abuse you gotta report it you gotta you gotta investigate your mandated reporter no matter if you're a custodian volunteer a parent volunteer no matter who you are if you see or suspect any abuse you gotta report it. and I take that pretty serious and for them to not you know investigate it that sucks man
0: yep so the thing was they got away with it for a little bit and when they came back to kansas the reports from from prior caught up with them a little bit and they did have some cps stuff left over that from they were able to grab from missouri then when they found out they went to missouri when the DCFS checked in over there or CPS checked in over there, they were realizing there was stuff going on. So this is the best they came up with. They didn't take the kids away. They didn't threaten jail time, nothing like that. Instead, they put the parents in a workshop. And what? yeah, and they said, Here's how we're gonna build as a family. We want you we want to teach you how to <sighs> raise the kids, how not to neglect them, take care of their needs and wants.
1: Are you kidding they me? They put him in high school and child development? What the hell?
0: In a workshop. Yes.
1: That is so stupid. Clearly mm. they were not equipped to have children to begin with.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he should have been taken right there.
1: Totally taken.
0: And you know what? Yeah, totally taken. And here and here's the worst part of all. You want to hear the worst part of all? What's that? The worst part of all in late July. In late July, Despite the workshops that they had to not voluntarily go to but mandatory go to because that's the worst that they've gotten hit with is mandatory workshops and child rearing classes and things like that the worst part that'll piss you off because this will come back to haunt the CPS for years to come and still does Mm -hmm. is that Michael being in sole custody of young Adrian voluntarily being frustrated because he was a hothead after one of these workshops filed a filed the paperwork with the city and the state to voluntarily give his parental rights up of Adrian meaning hey he's a ward of the state you take him i don't yeah. and the state said no he's yours ladies and gentlemen
2: there you have it Wow. These guys are idiots. Come on now.
1: For somebody to give up their rights, they don't give a damn about that kid. Exactly. Like what are you doing leaving him with somebody who's willing to give him up? Exactly.
0: Yep. That's 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 what it came down to. Like literally.
1: Stupid.
0: Literally he could have been saved right then and there.
2: Right there. Right there.
0: Mm. Yep. So in 2014, nearly a few months after all these run-ins with CPS and the failed attempts to get him out of the house for the whole thing to, you know, stop happening to the family, they didn't want any more bad publicity. They began to put him guess where?
1: In the basement.
0: Nope. Uh, in the attic. Nope. They had a um secondary shower in the very back of the house um, because now they moved back to Missouri. Now it's on a rental home that has a good 15 acres with some farmland. And uh, so it's quiet. There's no neighbors, but they isolate this kid. They don't want to take a chance because they're saying he's the cause of all our problems. Yeah. I have, we have so many court dates, so many, you know, you know, things with CPS, if we're out here in this house by ourselves, no one's going to bother us if we don't let the kids out, if we're homeschooled. And if we keep him away, we got to keep this piece of trash, as they call them, you know, away from the rest of the kids and away from getting outside, letting anyone else know what's going on inside. So they locked him up in and, and forced him to sleep in a shower for for long periods of time during the day.
2: I'm curious, man. Uh, I don't know if you touched on it, but was the kid, did he have any special needs or was he on the spectrum or anything?
0: No, I'm glad you brought this up because here's another part that's going to make you sad. Um, so he did not have much uh, interaction with his siblings. And of course, he's homeschooled. Mm. So this is the most developmental years of this child's life. He's over. He's over six years old now. He would start to have these super duper violent dreams and yelling and, and screaming and freaking out because obviously he's sleeping in the bathtub, no blanket, mm-hmm. no pillow. Um, he was actually took into a um, psychiatrist and he was left there because obviously Michael and them didn't want to anything to do with him and they were they were wanting him to get diagnosed the hospital was like he needs to stay here for a little bit and as they diagnosed him you will never guess what this this poor 6-year-old had he was diagnosed with PTSD yeah at 6 years old
2: i was about to say he had to have PTSD
1: all that freaking abuse. All that
0: abuse. The things that he saw and had to endure up until this point, this poor child is having military-like PTSD, but with things that are ungodly for a little boy like him to, to look at and to, and to <laughs> experience. No. Yeah, let that sink in. Yeah. I mean... These people are the devil. This one's tough, man. This one's tough. Yeah, this one sucks. Um, on top of it, the psychiatric ward returns the child back to the ha- to the home. Oh Lord! Come on!
1: How do they not? Come on! How do you not question that? I have no idea like, why your child is experiencing this? A doctor is seeing this and it's like, he's only six. Why? Something really bad is happening in this child's life for him to be feeling that.
0: You know what they chalked it up to? Oh, go ahead, Matt.
2: No, go ahead, go ahead. ahead.
0: They chalked it up to paranoid schizophrenia and just gave him some pills.
2: And there you have it. Oh, my God that's the easiest cop out you know let's just give him some pills you have
1: that the fact that the dad was already trying to relinquish him because he don't want nothing to do with him and you're not going to remove him from the home
0: yep yep
2: if you care I mean I don't know these people the CPS or the doctors whoever it may be the policemen but if you really care about the kids and children and their health and safety you got to do something. I mean, I've heard of some, several stories where, you know, police officers will adopt the kid that they save or, you know, or take them away from the parents. Like,
0: no one came to this kid's rescue, and you can smell the abuse. No one came around. The only one that, that kind of genuinely cared a bit would be uh, Dana's mom, the first ex. Um, She came around trying to get custody of him, but it was too late. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. Um, But another thing that's been that wasn't brought up was in 2013. Heather and Michael had their first child together. And then in 2014, in May, they would have a second child.
2: So you have two more infants. Oh, they ain't
0: wasting no time. So right now you got eight kids. So uh, this, this. You know, people
1: like this who just have children for the heck of it and they abuse them and neglect them, those people should be ordered and forced by the state to have their freaking ovaries or balls removed.
2: I agree. Off with their wings. Yes. And off with their things.
1: Like, yeah. what the hell are you having kids for?
2: I agree. I mean, I, I,
1: like, if anybody's gonna do anything, then damn, cut their freaking balls off and their ovaries, so they don't have children.
2: Yep, that's true. Because all they're doing is bringing in more kids in this world to be abused. They're not. They're. They're not gonna take care of
0: them. Not whatsoever. So, there was a call made to nine one one. And uh, so this is back, uh, I'm sorry, this was in Kansas City. So they had that, I said Missouri earlier, it was Kansas City. They had the big, the big rental home with the 15 acres and everything. Okay. So in May of 2014, Heather had made a call to 911 reporting that Michael had threatened to shoot her with a gun. Okay.
2: Not surprising.
0: Yeah, not surprising at all. Uh, so when the police got to the house, they immediately noticed from the driveway all the way up through the house on the outside and the inside, there was cameras everywhere. Uh, when they went into the house, they saw something that just blew them away. First, the smell. Second, um, there was candy wrappers. There was trash. There was diapers. There was, um, what is it? Ants. There was... (laughs) beer bottles there was uh cigarette butts there was pornographic material there was um rats and rat traps all strewn around the house see the house if you've seen a picture on the outside you're like wow it's a nice house inside was a disaster zone and the police were like okay we're investigating a shooting here but you have a Bunch of kids running around a mess and they're unkept. They're not looking like they're in the greatest of conditions as far as they're not like starving But they don't look like they're well-kept either and uh, You know so the police are already like okay We got to call in more units more units come in there because now they got to take care of the kid aspect CPS emergency crew comes down there because now they're like oh my god, you know We have a record of these two people they're back in Kansas and they're there and the police are investigating the shooting they see a couple bullets in the in the wall so they put handcuffs on on him right away and then they're like you know what F it we're putting handcuffs on Heather too because this is child neglect and and you know we're taking her away so end of story everyone survives right you would hope so yeah you would you would hope so here the problem is when the police were getting all their information together when CPS was getting all their information together, they're, they're taking care of the kids one by one as they take both parents to jail. You know, they're still assessing what happened at the house. They're still trying to treat the kids, you know, um, if they need any medical attention, you know, setting them up for uh, foster homes for the, for the night or taking them to wherever they can, you know, hold them overnight, whatever. They're realizing once they put all their information together, there should be eight kids. There's only seven. So
1: So they don't know about him being locked up in that bathroom.
0: No, they don't. They don't. So, um, automatically to save her own pathetic ass. She said, um, you know, when they interviewed Heather, because Michael didn't want to, didn't want to say anything. She looks out towards the, uh, the, um, what was it called? The window in the interrogation room. And she calmly says, Michael did it. And they're like, what do you mean Michael did it? And she's like, just go to the livestock area, you'll find him.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's here's <laughs> what she admits uh, that happened. Um, Heather claimed that he had been starved on purpose and was too weak to get up while sitting in the decayed shower and sleeping so they brought in a small chair propped him up sat him up tied him to the chair until he died where his body remained for two weeks until the smell was too much and Michael went to a farm bought three pigs starved them and threw his body in there to be eaten you, what? Correct. What? Yep. Your own
2: son. Yep. I see, man. This is where where Gabby's slogan comes in handy. I, I'm, yeah, off of the wang, all all of it.
0: I think you cut it off, you sew it on, you cut it off again.
2: Yeah, man. You yep. You're a man, Todd. We're, we're, we're men. We always dream of having a son. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, growing up, oh, man, I want to have a son, a boy, you know, you know, teach him how to play sports, blah, blah, blah. This man has a son, and this is how he treats him? Not saying that daughters are not important or anything, but, but this is how he treats his son?
0: You're supposed to have a special bond with your son. Come on, man.
1: Pig food?
2: That's the most descriptive. Yeah, man uh, this, now, one's tough.
0: this one is tough So She has a couple phone calls meaning Heather While she's in prison Now, obviously, they're both arrested The police are besides themselves upset This wouldn't even be The police would not be as upset as it would be when they found out the true stuff that this poor little boy went through. Because Heather reached out to her landlord that owned the house. She said she didn't know how she was going to get through the days and nights being in prison. She feels like she's going to go away for a long time. Can you please go onto my laptop in the house when you're cleaning everything out? Go to my cloud and upload some pictures for me and if you could send them to me, I'd really appreciate it. She was tight with the the landlord. Mm -hmm. Upon getting the pictures from the files of her laptop, she found several photos, several videos that immediately showed torture of young Adrian. So right away, she turned those files right over to the Kansas City Police Department. And this made the most seasoned veterans of the force who had to investigate this case have to go to counseling afterwards for the things that they saw. Hmm. Some of the stuff i'll I'll just be able to get into to uh you know' I'll, there's some stuff I didn't want to mention, but the abuse ranged from pictures and videos of Adrian standing in the yard with his hands in the air, being forced to hold his hands up or be slapped, kicked, or punched if he let him down at any point when Michael or Heather didn't want him to put his hands down. Uh, There were several other photos of the boy being strapped to a gurney or sort of like a cot, um, laid flat with his ankles tied to the cot, his chest tied to the cot, and ace bandages over his face, tying his head to the cot in a flat position for hours. Um, He was also... These pictures were also shared on Facebook to a specific Facebook page where other people encouraged Heather to do different other things such as stun gun and electrocution to the boy.
2: Uh, Hey, man. Okay, they want to be
1: on top of the stupidest things you say, warning you about your comments and how they're not going to be posted and fix it. But they will allow stupid-ass pages of people having a blast watching a child being abused and pushing them to do worse.
2: I, I feel like you should be offended by that, Todd.
0: Well, I am offended by that, but it's more like the whole... Like, those people are just as guilty, then, if they're pushing... No, 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 that's what
2: I'm saying. Like,
0: arrest them all. Yep. This is sick. There was also a picture which shows him being beaten up by... Like, you know if you crack a broomstick in half and it's sort of splintered out? Splintered, yeah. Yeah, he was basically stabbed in the cheek just below the eye where it's a gaping hole where it looks like the kid needs stitches. Like, like take this kid to the Uh, ER. There's blood down his face. Cause that picture is online and people were applauding it on that page. Yeah. Again, this kid could have been saved prior to all this stuff. Heck yeah. There's also video of him eating, um, maggot-infested dog food from a dog bowl. Oh, man. With his hands tied behind his back, so he's having to just put his face in it like a pig would into porridge. Um, He was strapped down so many times, uh, weights around his ankles, that his ankles were swollen and his wrists were swollen. So, he looked like he had gout, or he looked like he had some severe diabetes issues with blood flow, but it was because of all the straps and his ankles and wrists being tied and bound and weighted down.
1: No circulation.
0: Correct. Get to the part where they kill these parents, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Jesus. Trying. Um... Uh, yeah there was a couple times where he was tied um outside no with just the light of the camera sort of a um, night vision so there's no other lights outside his uh-huh. siblings are all inside he's out there again trying to eat some food or whatever was left outside again with his hands tied behind his back sort of trying to to inch to the bowl like sort of like an earthworm or something like that you know with your knees and he just, he just can't touch it, you know what I mean? And so he, there's actual video as well of his family sitting down eating McDonald's at the trashy house, and he's out there with some applesauce. That's it.
1: Why did they hate this poor child so much?
0: I have no idea. Because they
2: felt like he caused all the problems.
0: She would... She would then take the advice of a couple, uh, not YouTubers, but Facebookers and start to use a stun gun on the kid. And in the video, they were laughing at the same time. I think the worst part of it was when the winters start to creep in, not the heart of the winter, but, you know, when the seasons change, it's fall going into winter. They had a pool in the back of the house that was not kept green water if you don't circulate it it's going to get algae uh-huh. they put him in the shallow end and he had to stay in there naked for a couple hours at a time with a head above the water they have a straight picture of that and it's on video i mean what more do they have to do to this kid man
2: it just this helps you to see that you never know what goes on behind people's houses I'm sure there's cases like that's going on till this day. And yeah, we, we, don't just, know. we just don't know.
0: There's, yeah, there's just too much of this. This is, this is sick. And this is within all about a three month period from when they moved back to Kansas, when they first got into trouble again. Um, the grandmother was notified. She was going through the courts trying to get visitation rights um, uh, Michael would not let her on the property, and uh, she was trying to s- get emergency custody of the kids. She was worried about him, but any kind of family that wanted to show up, their Michael and Heather did not let them get on pre- on uh, premise within, you know, those three months. So, the social well, workers
1: that felt like years for this kid. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yep. I mean, they tried but there was nothing there. Um, The investigation led authorities to see the fact that the couple had moved back and forth to Missouri and Kansas City. The CPS uh, from either state did not uh, connect with each other, did not notify each other, did not work with each other. And that was one of the huge uh, problems in the case is once they left out of state, and we kind of heard about that with the Hart family uh, problems. Mm -hmm. uh It's sort of like they just get a chance to start over again, you know, and there's no prior history to where they could be like, hey, we got to stop this right here. Um, But even if there wasn't any prior history, the stuff that these CPS workers came across, come on, take the kids already. Yep. Jesus Christ. I mean, what more do you need to see? No excuses for none of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was, there was another thing that's going to piss you off. There's an uncle, which is Michael's brother, and there's a video of him entering the house, and most of the time when he's on the video, he would babysit some of the kids. He never said nothing about the abuse. He knew exactly what they were doing to young Adrian, said nothing. Um, so he was on camera several times, Um. He was never prosecuted, never prosecuted, because in in those two particular states, there was no law that if you witnessed abuse, that you had to report it. So because of this, and this is what sucks, because this is what happens, just like my, my dad would say, hey, that corner street over there, there's always car accidents. But they don't do nothing until someone either gets hit, killed you know, or, or yeah, if a kid gets killed or someone dies in a car accident, then you'll see a street light. Well, this is what happens. All this devastation had happened to this, those kids and mostly Adrian. And it's after his death, when he's gone and he experienced all this tragedy that two years later, uh, a law was called Adrian's law was put into local legislation for both Kansas city and Missouri. Now that States, if you witness an adult uh you know, committing a crime, uh, even though you didn't partake, you're obligated to tell the police. And if it was found out that you knew about it and said nothing, you face criminal charges. So again, slipping through the cracks again because it wasn't a law back then. So to wrap this up, because I know you guys got a lot to say. Oh man! Yeah when the when the dust cleared. What do you think these two idiots got?
2: Uh, the way you said it tells me they didn't get what they deserve. So I'm going to say they got 15 years.
0: Gabby? Life. They got the, the whole life with the possibility of parole. So they both got 25 years of life. And uh, we all know how that can work out. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily going to most likely reach that 25. You might get paroled earlier. hmm uh-huh. Gabriel Fernandez and his wife got, you know, death penalty and life without parole. How do these a-holes get away with it? You know, they still have a chance. They were relatively young. They could get out in their 60s. So... Yes. Fair. What would you rather want them to do? Be sentenced to death in states that actually do carry it out, or do you have them rot? Like, what's that? Be my last question. My thing is,
2: I don't give them the easy death. I don't give them the, the needle easy death. They did They need to rot like they made that little boy rot. They got to experience what you. What does the Bible say? An eye for an eye. I'm with that. You know. Hey tie him up without food let him see how it feels to be abused like that have a splinted broom poke you in, come on man I can't even this pissed me off man yep Mm.
0: I mean this is I don't know
1: what to think at this point I'm I'm mad this is the stupidest things that like so unnecessary on the first time the child told you that dad punched him and he is all freaking beat up from the face that's enough like why are you even still considering interviewing them and then for him to deny it
0: honestly Gabby I thought because I could hear the hurt in your voice I thought you'd be more raging right now like I'd have to turn down the volume but I think it's just more shocking like, I could hear it in your voice. I know you got, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things you'd like to say. Because there was for me, too, when I first read this case. I was like, this is insane. At some point, someone's got to step in. And at some point, you know, these people got to get their come ins And it's such a bad ending for everybody.
1: It's just, like, I feel it. Like, it's too freaking emotional. I can't. If I start talking about it, like, see, I'm already crying. Like, I just can't believe that a six-year-old has to go through something so horrible for people to wake the hell up and make laws to make everybody responsible. Everybody who witnessed it. And to not even get life without parole. Like, really? You're still going to give these freaking... scum people the opportunity to get out and still live their life after everything they made him go through you made your child pig food you and can't. you get to go to prison and live peacefully out of the pocket of everybody else and have everything handed to you for the next possibly not 25 years and then fight it and get out and be free again
2: can they give that kid a proper burial because he's inside a pig like are you serious
0: they only found bone fragments and pieces of rib cage and stuff like that there wasn't there wasn't much left
1: they should be freaking tortured the same way like Matt said they should be eaten up alive
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that would be the only fair thing
0: I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, it's. I'm not going to post any of the pictures. Like, there's some pictures that have leaked to online. Um, that were mostly pictures of, uh, and there's so, there's some, a little bit of video too that, again, was not released by the police, but was made public domain by Facebook or at least was let on by Facebook. And obviously, if it makes the internet, someone's going to save it somewhere, and. Uh, mm-hmm. That stuff is there, and um, again, you see this little boy at one stage when he's about three, probably the healthiest, you know, uh, you know, he's a cute kid, but you see him at the end, and he looks like a, a third-world country kid that's starving, not because his parents are starving him, it's because of circumstance, but in this one, it's, his parents are torturing him, and, he, and God, it's just so miserable. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. Like like, I want to unsee a lot of that.
2: I really want to see this. Dude. I I really want to hurt this Michael. The, the, yeah, man. Uh I want to hurt him.
1: They're both horrible, but by the looks of it, she was a bigger monster than him. What is she doing pinning it on him?
2: I don't care. That's his son.
1: I understand that's his son, but obviously he's a dumbass. He can't even take care of his own. He has another two with her, and then her three kids. Clearly children to him are nothing. Yep. But what I'm saying, she did that. She posted that. She laughed at it. Let others be a part of it and did what they told her to do to the child. That's true. How are you going to be the freaking devil and then come in? Oh, he did it. Yep. Like, Snatch, the proof is there that you did it.
2: Don't want to hold accountability.
1: Obviously, they both did. I'm just saying, like, there was plenty of proof that she did all that crap herself.
2: All I know is I hope Big Bertha and Tyrone is having fun up and, and taking care of that. Because uh, jailhouse rule is that once they find out you an abuser, oh, man, they take care of you.
0: Yeah, I think the best thing they could have did was put him in Gen Pop. But, oh, yeah. but they protect They're these. People.
2: No, they are in Gen Pop. They're not. They're not. They're not. Stop. They're not. Uh, you, you just made this whole thing worse,
0: bro. They, 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 they would have been dealt with if they were in Genpop Pop easily.
1: Why do they do that? Why does the system fail the children and give these? stupid people what they want why do they protect them but fail a six-year-old yep what hey, the f is wrong with people
0: because you know when when they actually do put sex offenders in gen pop even if it's just for the first time just to get them in there and they tell them don't say what you are because we're waiting for more rooms to clear oh, up you know so we could put you down. in protective custody. If it if it gets out, you know, one of those inmates has kids. They miss their kids, and they realize this guy was, you know, effing with kids, or maybe he was screwed with when he was a kid. Oh, man, you're target number one. Easy. Easy. But these, no, two, these two have gotten protected.
1: Why, though? Why? Why, Why is that done? I don't know. Let them suffer the freaking consequences of what they did. Why are they protecting criminals? I mean, look heartless at, bastards.
2: Gabriel Hernandez's uh, parents—they had—they were in general population, and you saw what happened with them.
0: Yeah, the wife's been getting her ass kicked left and right. They actually had to put her in solitary. Yeah, because they—you don't—they don't say don't that. Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: So let them get the freaking punishment.
0: Oh, yeah, there's plenty of moms up there that want to see their young sons or daughters and then to see what these idiots did, you know, at least they would take it out on her. Heather is a dead woman walking if she goes to Gen Pop.
1: Well, that's what they should do. They don't have to parole her. Put her in there and let everybody else take care of her.
0: It would save the state money. And it would
1: save us so much freaking anger.
0: Yeah. This is the worst case,
2: Todd. I will say you've done when it comes to
1: uh,
2: child um, abuse. This is by far the worst.
0: I I don't know if I can top this one, if if there is another case. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is, like you said. I mean, there's stuff, like you said, we don't know about, but... This one, it was just like every next page, it was like, okay, when's it going to stop? What's the next thing this kid? And again, I left out several other stuff that happened to this boy.
2: I, I believe you. I believe you. I feel like there's details that you left out. And thankfully, you did, because I'm sure there's
0: worse. And, and, you know, I left out the fact that the police literally had to go over hours upon hours upon days and days of video from each camera to see exactly how much abuse there was so i mean they had a whole team working on this sucker and those officers and those detectives that had to watch this stuff yeah they had to go in for counseling cuz they saw all of it i'm describing it they saw it i'm sure i'm sure they can't
2: get those images out of them
0: i don't see how you can yeah, uh, yeah. Oh man I can't
2: I haven't even seen anything and I can just picture just seeing his his just picturing him and I don't even know what he looked like you can't see anything but I I'm picturing it and it's pissing me off
0: yep yeah this one this one was tough one man why you do this to us man I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean like (sighs) You did warn us. You warned us several times. You did I I think what needs to be put out here and the reason why I did this story is that we think a lot of times I think I'm going to have a Jerry Springer moment that final thought like I think we think that society has been fixed over the years or that it's not as bad as as we think it is Stuff like this can't happen nowadays. If you were to tell me this happened in the 40s and 50s, I'd say, okay, that probably did happen a lot. You know, kids were being sold because the stock market crashed. We've done stories about that kind of stuff. You know, uh, you can see that happening. You know, and I'm pretty sure in third world countries, other countries that are poverty rid- ridden, this stuff happens. You know, kids are being sold. I mean, but we don't think of. Unless we really see a story, because we're so clouded with either sports, politics, or whatever that goes on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids get sex trafficked all the time. Kids get all the time. kidnapped all the time. And we don't think it happens here, but it does. And then stuff that like this, we don't think it happens here because there's no way. We have a we have a service that takes care of these people. You know, we're not defunding this kind of uh, work. We're funding it. We're getting more agents out there. They've learned from Gabriel Hernandez. No. You know, obviously this was a little bit before it, but still, I mean, this can't keep happening, can it? Well, the Hart family took place after all this. That was just a couple years ago. So the system is as broke as it's ever been, and I think that's the biggest depressing thing out of this, and that's why I tried to bring this to light. And it's like you said,
2: to piggyback on what you said, you know, I'm sure stuff like this is happening Probably right now. We just don't know about it. And, you know, you think it's 2023 now that that happened. Uh, he was, what, born in 2008? That was only 15 years ago. You know, um, it's sad, you know, we we I still can't get this kid out of my mind man. this this sucks. But you're right. You know, this is happening now. You know, we are desensitized by. You know, what we see on TV and little do we know that there are kids, like you said, being trafficking, being kidnapped, being abused, even adults.
1: Even their own parents will traffic them.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. There's there's mothers that have pimped their daughters or fathers, stuff like that.
1: That's still going on. You know, I took a course on that. I got a certificate because they were putting it out there for as many people as possible to train themselves on how to how to notice the signs, you know, to be on alert of a possible child, teenager being trafficked. And for you to be able to do something to stop it or help it. And it's unbelievable that like hundreds of thousands the millions of kids and teenagers that are going through that now and nobody has a damn clue their own families are doing that to get money yep,
0: yep. Right. Every it's a day, sad world we're living in it sure is it's a very sad world
2: r.i.p to adrian young Adrian, and uh such that a a child had to go through what he went through you know he was tough tough as nails for him to endure that long you know but for him to be tortured like that man it's you know it's sad to say but it's better off that he's gone so that he doesn't have to endure because the system failed him they could have been t- took him away from his evil parents but since they failed him i mean at least you know he's not suffering anymore you know yeah so.
0: but he, he endured so much
2: he endured so much so
0: you shouldn't have had to
2: no nope. and the r.i.p
0: jerry springer you you mentioned jerry springer, RIP to jerry springer yeah fun fact about him though if you want to lighten the mood a little bit so for all those that don't know, Jerry Springer used to be the mayor of Cincinnati. Okay. And we all know, we all think of Jerry Springer as like the king of raunchy television at night. Well, he was raunchier before that. So as the mayor of Cincinnati, he was, well, fired or removed as mayor because uh, he uh, he liked prostitutes, which, hey, that's your thing, that's your thing, But whether it's illegal or not. But uh, if you're going to get a prostitute, try not writing a check for it. And also try not using a city check for it. So, yeah, that's why he was ousted. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Why you have the show.
0: Yeah. That's why I gave him the tribute of the final thought.
2: (laughs) Well. Well, thank you, Todd, for breaking down this heartbreaking story. Um, for those of the audience, we hope you enjoyed the show. Not like that, but I'm sure it's hard to enjoy something like that. But, um, you know, this is what we do. We talk about crime, and some of it can be very brutal. So, we thank you all for listening in. But with that being said, we are getting out of here. But before we do, I want to quickly remind you guys where you can find us go to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and try to be nice when y'all leaving comments Jesus Christ exactly <laughs> we are unprofessional professionals <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> but um yeah so just go to Facebook Instagram and YouTube type in grinding two crimes There, uh, you can follow our page like our page subscribe to our page and leave a comment on our page and with our busy schedule we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible and if you want to just listen to us when you're jogging or exercising, if that's something you do listen to when you're doing those things, go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And for those listening to us outside of the U.S., especially in Greenland and U.K., you can listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. Chaser. With that being said, this has been another episode of the Grinding Two Crime Podcast, and this is your host, Maddie Matt, along with...
1: Gabby Gab
0: And... Todd Fox. And we are signing off.
1: Toodles.
0: Peace. Try to come back now, you hear?